1: It's hour number three, the bigger wild outdoors. Brady, Carlos, Bill, George. Yeah. <laughs> is this thing on? And straight back from his uh, trip up to Tennessee is uh, Mr. Steve Austin, who was up there. Uh, visiting, God, it was pretty. Visiting some relatives and uh, all that kind of good. You know, you know what the thing? high
0: was the whole time I was there. It's every day this week, it's the same, sixty-six degrees. Well,
1: I know I saw a picture on your social media post that said. Uh, Love listening to my station WZ, Miguel, yeah, whatever IMZ, it was.
0: the rock station. I used to work there.
1: And uh, I said I was more impressed that it's sixty seven degrees.
0: <laughs> I didn't even yeah. care about yeah, the radio. You're, I was you're like, ah, "You lucky Wednesday night." I was at my sister's house, so we're on the porch, and I was literally cold. My hands were frozen.
1: Well, I think I'm glad that you brought some back with you because we're enjoying a great, uh, beautiful day today. And yesterday was just and, and speaking of
0: rattlesnakes, if I may, you remember when Brad Culpepper he's an ambulance chaser now. But when he and I, when he was a buck, <laughs> stepped on that Diamondback, I st- I still have the snake mounted, and and we're both had a foot on it, and I'm going, Brad, don't move, leave your foot on it, stand right there, and I had that little 22 mag, and I pushed the palm back and shot it right in the head. It was like a seven foot Diamondback.
1: I remember uh, the fact that uh, Mr. Lightsey was not happy with the fact that you killed one of his rattlesnakes. I do remember that
0: part. Well, when you're standing on it, there's not an option there. Well, yeah.
1: the, the other thing was is I think Steve brought up the fact that said, <coughs> well, Mr. Lightsey, uh, I'm out here with some very high pay, highly paid professional yeah. uh, football individuals who are uh, expected to produce and go to the Super Bowl, and I don't know how I'm going to go back to uh, Tampa Bay, and uh, I think uh, – uh, it would be a, probably a bad day for me if I have to go into uh, well, jo- John, coach's office and go. I'm sorry that I got your boy Mike Allstott and Brad Culpepper bitten by rattlesnakes. In the words uh, of John
0: Gruden, get one of my players hurt and I'll kill you.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, I think uh, I can't remember what coach that was when it was his rookie year when uh, when Mike was here when Allstott was here. Was that uh, uh, was that Ben was that Perkins or
0: No, I think it's was Tony, wasn't it? Wasn't it Tony? I can't I remember. It was the
1: same year as the SAP, or a year after sap count here. Mike, so. Mike,
0: he's like the rest of us now. He's like fifty years old.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, that was I remember that was also the day that uh, Mike Allstott decided to climb up on the horse for the first time he'd ever in his entire life. And I think I'd never seen two p- helicopter parents, uh, Steve Austin and Brad Culpepper, run at the same time out of a truck going, What are you doing? Get off of that horse now. He's got to start.
2: He's got at least start on a pony. Get off the horse. On a pony. What? I just want to get off the horse.
0: No, but you know what I mean? He was like that, man. You could have a parachute laying by the cliff, and he goes, I'm going to put this on and jump. I want to go. <laughs>
1: I want to do that. Yeah. You know, so, Coach,
0: yeah, it was pretty up there, man.
1: It was nice.
0: Gorgeous. Yeah. Did, I just, you,
1: did you just go to go, just to go to get away? I, would, or I had to just... see
0: my daughter in a year and a half. I went to see her because of COVID. Yeah. And, uh, How's she doing up there, you know? doing good. Doing good. It's, uh, you know, the thing that kills me, though, is you get on the plane, half the idiots on there have the, you know, after two years, they still don't know how to wear a mask. Got it below their nose or down below their chin. Sure. Or just don't want to wear it at all.
3: I just flew southwest, and they won't let you on the plane if you don't have it. Over the nose and the mouth. But as soon
0: as they get on the plane, it's right back to, you know, I mean, everybody's got it below their nose, which does no good for you or for me.
1: And of course, once you get up to altitude, uh, what are they going to do? Turn the plane. I'm going to turn this plane around. I'm I'm going to turn it around. And if you sneeze on a plane, it travels 26 feet. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well,
1: <laughs> and be- gets sucked up by the recirculating uh, well, air pump. Well, I was vaccinated,
0: but I wore the mask just because everybody else on well, the plane. was I'm just idiot. glad you got
1: to get out of here for a while and go see uh, some fall colors and I'm see a man. I fall colors. colors beautiful colors. man. Yeah, it's, it's fall colors up there, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> nice, no, it's crisp. crisp. Yeah.
0: green.
3: Couldn't be any greener.
1: I don't know what happens up there. It's too far north.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's gorgeous.
3: It's the it, prettiest oh. I've ever seen it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny because I was in northern in Pennsylvania. And southern Pennsylvania was all bloomed out in green, and a little bit north where our one camp is, you know, all the leaves hadn't bloomed out yet. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just starting to get budded and starting to come out.
1: So have you made a decision on if you're going to go to the Carolinas and commit murder or yet or not? Or are you going gonna... nah, to? not going to go. What do you mean? No, you're what? not going to go. Uh, you were all on, geeked man. up, ready, all revved up. Thought
0: it was a cool place, but nah. 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 What the hell? Nah, 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 you nah, got to nah, use nah, those cause, guns, cause man. because I go over to my, my cousin Casey's place, and there's 54 turkeys standing in a pasture. Biggest flock of turkeys I ever saw. And and then he goes, Man, you should see the deer around here in the morning.
1: Oh, uh, so, in other words, you got a better place to go to. So, beyond north. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's guarded by a green beret, so there ain't a lot of poaching there.
1: Ah, yeah. Uh, did you mention the sniper part of the green beret? Yeah. Yeah. Kill you.
3: yeah. So, uh, but it's do those- you have to compete with a lion? No. At daybreak? No. Though? No. No lions.
0: There is mountain lions, but I, <laughs> yeah. it's not
1: even fun anymore. You know, what's amazing to hear you say is uh, that you saw the largest flock of turkeys in your life when you were growing up there. You never, never saw, saw, one. saw one. Ever. Ever. Never. One and, turkey. And, and I will say that's, you know, through the good hard works of the National Wild Turkey Federation and others up there who really did implement a, a really good program to get them back up to speed up yeah. there in Tennessee, which turned out to be. Quite a place to go to go turkey hunting these yeah, days.
0: Just some big old nasty easterns, man. I know,
1: big fatties. Well, so you're going to go? You are going to go up there and see Casey I might and go shoot up
0: in the fall and go turkey uh, deer hunting. Uh, you should do that. You yeah. should. Yep, I think you should do that. Just sit in the woods. Don't know if I shoot anything, but
1: no. I want you to at least kill like four does and a couple of bucks. That Listen. way, uh, you can grind
2: them
0: up. And it's hard
3: to get anything with him in the woods. <laughs> Just going and sitting in the woods, even if it's and just yeah. watching the wildlife. It's good
2: therapy. Uh,
0: yeah, you know. it's good to get out of town. I'm, I, You know, I wish in many ways my daughter had took that job up there and then we'd all be up there living. And, and I really miss it. And and the older I get, the more I'm thinking that's where I ought to be. Out there in the cabin in the woods, spitting on the ground. Yeah.
1: Come on, man.
0: I about, I about run the gambit in Florida, I think.
1: <laughs> Come on, we'll miss. The there's strap. two
0: stations in the home market hey, I haven't worked for. I think. T- Tennessee needs <laughs> <a> ten- <laughs>
2: Tennessee needs a new Hermit.
0: <laughs>
1: do they really? Is
0: that I one? don't know. There's a lot, a lot of you know. There's a lot of part-time radio there, and yeah, you get up there on your My classic volunteers r- are there.
1: Classic rock station that would be uh, for the old Strap. That'd be all good.
0: They sounded really good, man. They do a good job. They got yeah. a girl that's super good on up there.
1: Well, that's all well
0: and good, but the hunting shows are. They, I've, I've listened to some of them. Are, are, are they
1: better
2: than this
0: one? <laughs> so, Ed, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> Wait, they actually have them up there still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I only knew if maybe there was a couple left in, like, Texas and Louisiana. A lot. It's of nice those, to hear that they still have one. I has one. Yeah, Ray is a great guy. We've, uh, we've tried to we tried hook up to, yeah. a little uh, confab like we used to do on the morning shows where we're talking with the morning show. They're talking to us. And we're broadcasting at the same time.
0: But he's only on for an hour. Yeah.
1: He's not on for... He don't
0: need the money, and he's got stuff to do. He's out playing.
1: Uh, he's out there killing stuff. But oh yeah, he's all he's so. all good. Is he running up there? Has he got his show on up there?
0: No, I don't think so. And Ray, on Ray Eyes? But, you know, a lot of the big farms up there in Tennessee have turned into hunting places, now preserves. You know, where they're charging people to hunt. They got eight 800 acres or something. They built a lodge. And, like that place in South Carolina, a lot yeah. of people doing that Yeah, well, rather than lose the land.
1: You know, if you can uh, make a few bucks during the year, during uh, deer season, I mean, uh, I always look at it this way. I I know that Mr. Lighty doesn't need the money, but do you think about how much money he makes just on Osceola's for the year on his yeah. acreage when you can take 80 off of this ranch, 50 off of that ranch, 63 off of that ranch, because, you know, he works with a biologist, so... And if you add that up and let's just say it's a thousand dollars a bird. Pretty so he, he's making uh, you know, hundred and something he's
2: thousand dollars a year. He's, he's, he's been, sitting on the couch. He's been doing it forever. Well, he's I know sixties at that I, w- I know.
0: I wish Casey'd do that, but that terrain, that's the roughest country in Tennessee, Yeah, but some people Straight gotta up and do it. Down.
1: Yeah, you gotta do it.
0: That's like when I went to New Mexico, though, Turkey man, man you hit in the Rockies, that's what it's like there.
1: Shoot across the holler. Hang on, Steve, we gotta take a break. It is a no. big and wild. <laughs> Doors you huh. will be by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. bring good. Carlos, the Cuban redneck, Bill George, and Steve Austin. Uh, and Diego, of course. I wanted to keep Steven here for at least one more segment. I know you got to go do your Thaleo. Yeah, Where are I you did. at today? Where are you? You're one And
0: then later on today, QYK. Q-Y- I
1: know. You're not going to be out finning on the shark, man? I love hearing you on the shark, man. Yeah, I really I do. I
0: haven't been on a couple weeks there. They haven't needed me. Well,
1: that's because you've been out farting around, drinking, been stupid in Tennessee. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to get your opinion on this uh, because uh, you're, you – You've changed your diet a little bit over the uh, course of your life, yeah, a little can bit. Tell I'm, uh, yeah, I'm
0: quite the health, actually.
1: <laughs> More mac and cheese, less ribeye.
0: Okay, The whole rule Sl- actually. Slap some lard on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to bring it up while we were all together. There was a story that came out this past week about the future of meat. <clears throat> uh, and one of the ones here, this story says that KFC is going to get into the 3D bioprint meat using um because we put up with it that's why animal flesh cells which i don't understand but uh it says KFC has partnered with a russian bioprinting company to bring 3d printed chicken nuggets to the table coined the meat of the future the lab created chicken meat no thanks is KFC's response to the growing interest in healthy lifestyles the rise in the demand of, for meat alternatives, and the increasing need to develop more environmentally friendly methods of food production, it is also KFC's next step in creating a restaurant of the future. Of
0: all the fast food restaurants, KFC is the least consistent (laughs) They're on the bottom of the list. You can go four different chicken places, and it'll be different at every place. Uh, uh, I uh, I got some the other day down here in St. Pete that was dough. Yeah, uh, th- or it's so cooked. greasy
1: that I I yeah. literally have to peel There's everything no off. No consistency. Of it. Uh, the chicken company's Russian partner, 3D Bioprinting Solutions, is developing additive bioprinting technology. Great. Get this, using chicken cells and plant material to create the taste and texture of chicken meat. With almost no animal involved in the process. That's coming
2: from Chernobyl.
1: Except for...
0: That's that's people that think you're cruel, killing chickens. That's where all this crap's coming from.
1: They're killing chickens. (laughs) (laughs) But 3D bioprinting technologies is uh, initially widely recognized in uh, medicine... And now, uh, nowadays, gaining popularity in producing foods such as meat. Nah. They're saying that 3D bioprinting uh, meat th- through uh, cells and uh, cell based products is uh, a step into the right way of the
0: future. In their mind. I, in the world I, of liberals.
1: You know, I know that a lot of the KFCs are uh,
0: inconsistent.
1: Inconsistent, but they're also what are they? Franchise, so they're privately basically owned, and you have to go by that. Uh, You know, you know, there's nothing here from the franchisees that say anything about that or how much they're going to lose, how many billions of dollars.
0: Well, there's a reason that Chick fil -A A has people around the block sitting in line, it's because you can go to one in South Carolina, Tennessee, here. You get the exact same food at every one of them.
1: And it's delicious, yeah. and it's 24 hours. Uh, literally, there's a line there every And they day. close
2: on Sundays. So and they're Christian Harley riders.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I rode with those guys once, the dad and the son. Yeah. You know, the son actually owns the uh, Chick-fil-A out at uh, Tyrone. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: that's That's been there forever. But uh, the, the technology of growing meat from cells has minimal negative impact on the environment, which you but
3: should like. a lot of negative impact on people. Yeah. I bet you it's in an air conditioned building with lights and everything else. You
1: think maybe, and they got to put a freezer. They got to put it in a freezer, and all those things that run on, uh, you know, I guess biofuels. I I I don't know. How much Uh, is
0: it going to cost?
1: It it doesn't say that there's going to be an increase of cost, but the thing is, is they also have to go in
0: cheaper for them.
1: But they also have to go to the FDA, and and of course, the European Union is not going to have anything to do with it. You know how strict they are when it comes to this stuff. But they're saying that first they got to get it actually registered, and figure out what it is, because it's nice. a meat plant based cellular three D developed thing. So is I'll, it? I'll tell you is what it it's in not. the category of meat or plant or? Well, I mean,
0: it's
2: not going to be finger licking good. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Listen,
1: <laughs> you put
3: enough sauce on it, it'll be finger licking good. Okay, you lick it. You can
0: eat cardboard
1: with enough barbecue sauce I'm on it. Not. Okay. No thanks. No. I just I would. P D Q.
0: Chick-fil-A. When are we going to stop taking all this crap? Ray? I
1: I you know, I I don't know. I think that somebody somewhere said they looked around. It's kind of like what I said about uh getting the FWC's ear. They only get a small portion of it, and what they hear, they go, Oh yeah, you know, that sounds good. Maybe we should close things or Has he got yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should, we should uh, yeah, we should make bio printed uh chicken nugget parts. Just, Is it gonna I be white meat? I, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, You're it's asking a, the wrong guy. Well, might be what? the KFC that's, that's in racist California. for you to ask.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, scratch that. Dump it. Dump.
1: <laughs> for the Cuban guy to ask if there's going to be white meat, <laughs> yeah. is
0: that what it is? Yeah. Okay, sure. But
2: it's probably the KFC in California. <clears throat> the you know other
0: what? other white meat.
1: Just to be, uh, all right, you know, we've got the old guy contingency on how we feel about it. Let's ask the newer uh, up-and-coming generation.
0: Diego? I like the guy with the dreads, man, Diego. Diego? Buffalo soldier. Diego? <laughs>
1: Would you uh, pull into your local KFC and ask for the bioengineered nuggets for you and your small kids if you had any?
3: Uh, Not a chance, no.
1: Why? Don't you want to give it a shot? Haven't you tried the Impossible Burger from uh, Burger King yet?
3: I
0: haven't. Have you? No. Because when you've just toked up, you have to have the real thing.
1: (laughs) 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 Is that what it is? (coughs) We're still
2: talking white
1: meat. I I just think that... It's one of those things where uh, there's a certain segment of society who would do it because of their uh, underlying beliefs or their their things that they you know. Yeah, the should. woman
0: named Fran who went to Princeton with the glasses and the skirt down her ankles. That woman.
1: Yeah, who doesn't own anything leather or pleather or yeah. you know anything that even has the other word in it. Has you nine know? cats. Could have a few hundred cats, yeah, that she would share her bioengineered nuggets with. The same people that Steve Austin and I talked about so many years ago whose solution for coyotes was we should put feeding stations all over the United States out there that gives them food pellets so that they won't go eat real live animals.
3: Listen, (laughs) we've done this years ago. Wow. Years ago we experimented like this. You know what it was called then? No. No margarine we used to have oh, good right. old butter oleo margarine yeah and then we created margarine which our bodies don't even know what to do with
1: yeah you know everything's better it, it blue with blue bonnet it. on it
3: and it was better for you oh yeah than butter
1: yeah gee wow. it tastes like butter what was the one uh gee it was like parquet i don't speak spanish whatever
3: <laughs> that's floor porquet that's a floor
1: Speaking of porquets, here's Jonathan on the phone. Good morning, John. How are you?
4: Hey, just uh, I figured I'd call in real quick. Since oh, the sure. Students, the guys are sitting around here about to roll on the ground laughing at y'all. And one of them said to tell you that uh, cows, they've been tasting like beef since the day they were conceived. And pigs and chickens, they taste just like pork and chickens.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's but, kind of true.
4: What, why don't aren't know? y'all out
1: hunting? Are you hunting?
4: Uh, I'm, we're showing pigs. Oh.
1: oh, wait! Are these live not, pigs or are these bioengineered uh, fake pigs that taste like chicken nuggets made from Russians?
4: I, well, I don't know. With all the stuff some of these people get these things nowadays, it's bioengineered might be a good word to use, but <laughs>
1: uh, it's it's just sad that uh, there's uh, somebody somewhere is spending billions millions of dollars to think that that's going to be uh, something better for everybody else. As a person who's standing around a bunch of pigs and usually cows all day, uh, you want to reiterate the fact that cows are environmentally friendly and uh, they really aren't that bad?
4: Uh, Well, let's just back up. Like I said, you can include cows, pigs, chickens, not only for the substance that they provide but for also the Laundry list of byproducts that you use in everyday life that no one has a clue uh, of the impact, you know, mm. on the on us folks and things that we use with these animals. But so, there's,
3: there's going to be no more room for them because we're going to build houses on all that land. That sure, that's around. right. We're going to have to park yeah, them next I four.
1: We'll have, uh, you know, the help of you on the median. We'll just raise cattle. Well, on remember, the
3: they sold
2: that ranch, that 6,000-acre ranch, for $140 million.
1: Yeah, um, well, I couldn't come up with the cash, sure. so they had to sell it off to some developer. Yep. Hey, you know what? While we have you on the phone, <clears throat> you want to go ahead and talk about the adventures of the uh, Big and Wild crew out at the Trinity Sportsman shoot last weekend or not? Nice day.
2: Well, no, I, we've just
1: been
4: listening all morning. and. The uh, the girls asked me if they were going to say anything about the shoot, and I
3: told them I didn't know. So.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. we Well, we had a good time, and I know that Bill George didn't get to make it this year. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I missed yeah. him.
3: And, and I, had, I had said that, you know, I kind of joked he called me a comedian, uh, you know, because before I left, I said he was actually going to get a chance to win with his own gun and not lose to me. Who are you talking about, Carlos? Carlos.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah,
3: well, plans, well then uh,
2: plans, cr- plans change. <laughs> Jonathan, by the way, you shot really well, buddy. Thirty, that's
4: awesome. That's uh, one of my better rounds.
1: Yep. Well, I know that Mike Singleton didn't show up, so we brought in uh, George, of course, George it's Snyder, the George the Chatterbox, George, yeah, yeah, the the ringer, the the, the quiet ringer, uh, who actually uh, ended up beating Carlos with his own gun by one. Yep. yep. By yep.
3: one. Yep. It, and by that was, one. And that was not planned. George's gun. Did not work. Yeah, his Browning. Yeah. His
1: Browning would not fire. No, and, I just uh, think Carlos was being nice.
3: No, I wasn't.
1: He was. He Thanks, nice. Jonathan.
2: I appreciate it. But the honest <laughs> truth was, I wasn't. And and George's face when he found out was priceless. It was worth. Every I think second. it was
1: one of the first times I'd actually seen him smile for real.
2: Yeah, and I told him. I whispered to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you be able to tell Bill. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> <No laughs> Call him. No well, pro- what was no really problem.
1: what made the compound fracture even worse was the fact that this was the first time that. Uh, George Snyder has ever in his life shot sporting clays. Yep. And, and I I will yep. say
3: out there at Fish Hawk, you know, I was talking to my wife about getting out there with a couple people, just going out there. It is a, such an enjoyable place to go out there and shoot. It is
2: unless you're with Bill George. <laughs>
3: <laughs> for me, and, for and me, see, Carlos. Usually, usually, I get under Carlos's skin. Yep, and, and you get under somebody's skin all the time. I, and then that his shooting really takes a dive. But I wasn't even. I tried there to help him this
1: year, and uh, just about every time I would yell now he would actually hit something. So yeah, I did have I, one I, good I round. I had one good round. I, I tried to help it. as much as possible. Although he said I was driving him nuts and making him nervous and everything else. So uh, uh, well,
4: I I did have a few people tell me that they laughed hysterically at the videos that we posted. So and I laughed and told them that I actually got lucky and cut it off before the adult. <laughs> started.
2: Yeah, you
1: did actually. You did. Well, well, I did. I did ask you the one time because that, on that one video when you shot, there's that kind of stunned look on my face. I go, what the hell was that? What did he, What was he even shooting at? I don't even know what he was
3: shooting at. Well, He's just like, Boo, boom, boom. <laughs> okay. Did, what,
1: what, were you, what were you doing? The, I don't know. The,
3: uh, the one year when he was losing at the end and he started shooting side, sideways gangster stuff. He started wow. shooting
1: better. <laughs> hey man, kind of shit the
3: truth is, we do have a lot of fun. We do. We, 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 we have. Do. We, we had, had a great. I, time. I, I can laugh at use. myself.
2: It's fine. It's we were the last downhill. one. We
1: were the last ones on the course and the last ones to get off the course. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think on the last station, uh, the poor kid had to sit there and wait for us and his mom and all the other Boy Scouts. Everybody that was there to help were all waiting around for him, and uh, we slowed it down on well, purpose just to make it miserable for him. But well, hopefully we had a great Trinity time.
3: Hopefully, you know that was a good fundraiser for Trinity Sportsman.
1: Well, we'll find out if they invite us back and, next year. And,
3: and, and uh, yeah, there you go. You know what a wonderful place out there at Fishhawk to go shoot sporting clays. So,
1: and, and just so everybody knows, uh, I ended up with forty. That's forty You did bad
3: for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well,
1: I was. I was. Mess- this was one of my best years of messing around. There were lots no, of No, he like- was.
4: You were having a good time.
1: There were a no. lot of gullible uh, Boy Scouts it, out there. He was, it was a lot trying of fun. to lower his score to help me. They were getting a little miffed at me when I'd say "Go pull, pull, pull," and they would go, well, "I can't go into you." And I go, "Fine," and I just push the button myself, <laughs> and then pick up the gun and shoot.
2: But Jonathan rocked that. Jonathan rocked that twenty gauge. He, he did. did. He did.
1: He brought a twenty and did better than he did with the twelve. Yeah. So next yeah. year, so next year it's uh, four ten. There you go. All right, we gotta go. We gotta take a break, Jonathan. Get out there and have some fun, man. Thanks for listening and with the kids. Alright, got it. All right. All right. All right, we're gonna take a fast break, you guys. It is the big and wild outdoors. We're gonna be right back. Back, it is a big and wild. Uh, Dolores, gun, Carlos. I think Bill's in the break room where he went to run down Steve Austin, who just ninjaed right out of here, just vapored right out in the middle of the of our chit chat. Well, he, t- he, he
2: got tired of us,
1: <clears throat> he got his stuff in and he was out and he's gone. Yeah, hey, uh, listen, I need to remind everybody out there that the uh, uh, good friends of ours out there, Brandon Ford, they're actually doing a uh, trade a thon going on right now. And they're uh, taking on uh, anything in trade. So all you got to do is, if you got a car or a boat or a motorcycle, RV, a camper, jet ski, uh, anything of uh, decent, reliable value that you wanted to get rid of, uh, you can bring it in, use it as a trade, doesn't have to be a vehicle. And um, what it's going to do is it's going to reduce all your payments into one, reduce and uh, get rid of any of the toys that you got out there in your garage that you no longer maybe use, that kind of thing, and you no longer longer needed. And if you have a vehicle that maybe you're thinking about getting rid of and you're not really sure, uh, that kind of thing, they'll actually buy your vehicle from you right there on the spot. They'll give you an offer, do all that kind of stuff if you want to do it. I know that that's a couple of dealerships that are locally that – Big branch, you know, mega store type things. Had a couple friends of mine that just on a whim said, uh, yeah, man, uh, what do you give me for my uh, my truck or my car? And they're like, I oh, will give you $1,500. So he's like, what? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's worth a lot more than that. But anyway, Brandon Ford trade-a-thon going on right now. Go out and see our boy out there, Brooksy. Uh, any of his gang that are out there, they will do their best. They will bend over backwards for you. And uh, I don't know if they're going to do the speedboats to billy goats thing, but it sure sounded pretty close to it. So get out there, bring your old uh, jet ski, RV, camper, boat, motorcycle, car, any of that kind Mi- of stuff. <laughs> mini bike? And trade it in. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. If it's a vehicle, I'm sure that they'll uh, give if you an bro- offer. Uh, uh, be-
2: well, if Brooksy could ride it, they'll take it.
1: Have you seen the toys that man has? I don't <laughs> think he needs any <laughs> mini bikes or anything like that. I think he's pretty well set. Uh, Bill George, before we get out of here, any of that kind of stuff, uh, is there what? any questions you want to you wanna ask us about last week's event or anything?
3: No, I, I really want to make sure we touch on the alligator hunt that's uh, going to happen this August. Right. Right now, if you want to hunt in August, August 15th to November 1 in the statewide <laughs> alligator hunt program, right now the application period is open the first phase of applications uh it opened on the 7th it goes through the 17th you'll go to myfwc.com you can go to hunting and then alligator you follow that to the statewide alligator hunt you can pick 12 different hunt numbers that you want to possibly hunt put it on an application you have to put in your credit card information and they will put a hold on your credit card to make sure you have the funds to if you don't have the funds, they're not going to include you in the draw, okay because anybody who does get drawn does get the permit issued to them so um and that drawing will happen shortly after the seventeenth when it closes um you know that's I, it. That's it. It's closed.
1: You'll have to wait till there's uh, leftover Boom. tags, all that kind of good stuff. So
3: basically, and, uh, and for a resident, it's about $272 for the license and the tags. You get to go out there, get to harvest two alligators. Um, I'm sure for anybody who's successful or even people who just want to know more, for the last two years, we've done uh, uh, seminars out at G5. Uh, some alligator seminars, and I'm sure we'll probably do another one this year. And uh, George and I do that. George George is a heavy talker. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, but uh, you I, I got
1: to ask you this because I had a couple of people ask me, and I uh, always give them the negative Nelly answer because it's not the way it used to be. You know, back in the good old days when you would go out there and get your couple of gator tags and. If you went out there and got yourself a couple of 10-footers or anything above 10-foot, uh, you were pretty much guaranteed that you were going to make some money back where it would pay for your what you put in for the uh, tags and maybe even make it a little extra money on the side uh, if you wanted to do it that way. If you were going to sell your alligators and people were like, hey, do you think this will be the year that the alligator prices get back down or get back up again and all that stuff? And I was like... You I, I just I don't no. think so. I don't see it happening at all. I mean, with his in I, last year, this year have not changed when it comes to the number of alligator farms that are out there producing flawless alligator hides. You yeah, know, and,
3: it, it it has a number of things. There's a, there's the watch strap industry. There's so many things that dictate the price of that hide. Right now, the the wild hide has literally. Like no value to it, so it's hiding. It, it, it it's yeah, it's hiding. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I do not anticipate that the prices that you're going to be able to do it. FWC has long treated this hunt as a recreational hunt, even though the commer- it is a commercial license, and that commercial license does allow you to sell your harvest, uh, which is one of the reasons why people that couldn't get the license until they're 18 years old is because of it being a commercial license. I know that's been a pet peeve of Carlos for a number of years. You know, (laughs) when his son hit 16, it was like, okay, you're no longer exempt from the fees, but, oh, yep, you can't apply now. And you're
2: not eligible as a youth, so so there's a two-year limbo, and I have an issue with
3: that. So you're going to
1: bring that up on the meeting on Thursday? Yeah, it's on my list here.
3: I I figured it would be. But, But you turn around and... And we have, uh, you know, right now, if you want to hunt, the biggest mistake I see when people apply is they put the same unit down multiple times.
1: I asked George about that last week. I said, should you write down, you know, Lake George, the the first five slots, and then, you know, then your other five or whatever after he goes, it doesn't do anything because once you get denied on that lake, it covers all the other five that you just put down yeah. there so
3: in the way the yeah. way the the draw happens is there's a random number that's generated for your application and then they turn around and they start going down whoever got the first thing they go to their first choice and they say is that available yes okay give them that permit if the next person comes along and they want something it goes down your first choice is that first choice available yes or no if it's not it says choice two choice three choice four well I, Up, i'm
2: i'm four guilty is available. of that. I, I did it the first time too i put all the choices well you remember wanted, you used so. to do that for management areas yeah. you know but, when you
1: put in for your management permits mm-hmm. you would put because uh, they were drawings each individual time so it did count then so if you did put down uh Chazowiska first five times, then you know it gave you five chances at Chazowiska, you yeah, know. What I mean? not, it but it doesn't not, work that not way. Not for the Gators. George doesn't cleared that, that
2: up, and George did a great job too, filling in. By the way, okay.
3: So, <clears throat> so we turn around. That's one of the biggest mistakes. I do look at the data and what people choose each year. There's there's areas like Okeechobee West, great place to hunt, but your number of applicants to the number of permit ratio. It, it, You have very little chance of getting Okeechobee West. Have I gotten it? Yes. But your odds are much lower there than it is in a lot of other places. And
2: we're going to invoke the Bill George system this year. Are you? Yeah,
3: I'm going to. You going to try it? Yeah, because it's it's
2: worked for me in the past. And then when I've gone against that, it's it's the first time I didn't get drawn. Okay. So I'm going to stick
3: with it. There you go. Well, you know, it it is a random thing, but I tell people – you know, yes, it's random, but is there things that you can do to make your odds better in random? Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. You know, when when you're not, if it's random and you only have one, one role, like pulling out the winning ticket for a car, that's one thing. But when you have 6,000 potential winners, there's things that you could do to increase your opportunity that certain things happen. So... Well, I mean that's just my theory. And it, it's worked in the past and it's worked fairly well for well, us. Well I mean,
2: you know, look, on this show we 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 make fun, we joke around, we we have serious topics, we also give a lot of rules and regs. So, you know, we kind of try to spread it out a little bit. Yeah. You know?
3: Now one of the things that one of the things that is m- getting a serious uh, re looking at a number of years ago I almost had all day alligator hunting in place right now we can start at 5 p.m and we have to be done by 10 Mm a.m they are looking now at, at revisiting the option of being able to allow us to harvest alligators throughout the day
1: well that'd be a good idea and i think that it would move the season quite along more rapidly and uh make it a lot easier for people to get out there in the middle of the day or have the tag available, so if you're out there bass fishing and you have your tag and you look over and there's old, old, old number 13 sitting over there on the end of the bank that you know seems to
3: hide really good during the mid morning. And for get... me, I can't tell you how many times I was on the water waiting to hunt five o'clock and that thunderstorm hits at five o'clock.
1: Oh yeah, welcome to Florida. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors. We come back. We're going to talk about the oceans being empty of fish by the year 2048. Empty, completely empty. Be another reason why the FWC should be opening up Tampa Bay because, according to, uh actually, I had five people, five people send me links to this and say, "Dude, if you're, are you going to talk about this? Because have you seen this?" And blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't have Netflix, so I, I don't, I don't get to see this stuff. But apparently, there's a uh, a show on there called uh, Seaspiracy. It's on Netflix, a documentary that premiered in March, which exposes the darker side of the fishing industry and has caused so much controversy since its release. One of the most dramatic claims that this film has made so far is that uh, due to fishing, all the fish in the sea will be disappeared. I didn't write this. This is how they wrote it. Will have disappeared by the year 2048. All the fish in the sea gone by 2048.
0: Is that because of the giant fishing boats that they get nine loads at once?
1: It says that uh, the oceans will be empty by fish. Seven out of the experts uh, that they went and spoke to, I found an article that was written by uh, Science Alert, an environmental uh, check site that actually goes and fact checks this stuff. And they said that their eight experts said it's extremely unlikely that that's going to happen. But, yes, they say in the documentary, an says that if current fishing trends continue, we will see virtually empty oceans by the year 2048. And this claim has been echoed, of course, by news articles and blogs and everybody everybody else that, that says it. And a scientific paper published by Boris Worm, hmm. uh, <laughs> which huh. looked at the decline of marine populations and species, and they found that... Loss of marine biodiversity has an important effects on the ecosystem. In one sentence in the, concluded in the paragraph that they said that the current trend is of serious concern because it's projected the global collapse of all taxia yeah. currently fished by the mid-21st century. You exceeded century.
3: your word quota for the day. Um, in sorry, one sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, all I want to yeah. know is if we lose that and we end up having to print our fish uh. out like chicken nuggets... <laughs> What's what right? happens if the printer jams and it's too small? Do you have to throw it back?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's just more BS, like all the fake news. You know, that's what oh. I think. Well, there
3: there
0: are a few Asian countries that eat anything that comes out of the sea. That is tr- that is true. Yeah, they they're, eat krill. they're still hunting wha- whales. Yeah, they eat krill. But yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Eighty th- percent of the things in the ocean eat krill, and they've decided they're going to eat it. Yeah, they're going to make soup.
1: I, I, you know, krill, I just, I'll leave that on the table. It's the
0: worst I, smell and tasting thing on the planet. I really don't have Have you had a sea
1: cucumber? It.
2: That's pretty bad.
0: Uh, that's, well, I don't. And eat, they love that. I'm not going to eat I anything had it in that in Las Vegas. I'm
1: not going to eat anything that sucks sands up off the bottom Terrible. and it goes in one end and out the other. Don't eat
0: anything that doesn't have a face. Don't do it, don't do it man. I'm it's telling you. It's
1: basically a hairy sea worm, and I really don't have any. I, I tried it a that. second
2: time with hot sauce, and it was just as bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, this uh, this conspiracy claims that the oceans will be empty by 2048, even though these predictions have been strongly refuted over the last ten years. Other similarly contentious claims have been made throughout the film in order to expose the darker side of the fishing industry and suggest the only way to save the oceans is to stop fishing. What?
3: For everything.
1: For everything. All together, no fishing, no nothing. So don't
0: read any more of that story, well, that's like
1: Tampa Bay <laughs> yes. that's like Tampa Bay right now <laughs> well I'm sorry, but uh you know you gotta know, and you know and I know that there are people out there that their only solution Th- for everything is to just put it into don't raise any more cows, we don't want but, you eating cows, but don't catch any more fish because it kills pelicans don't don't i mean literally it's stopping everything to make somebody happy
0: well, and, because we cave into the no fun police exactly
1: well. I think a lot of people do, but I think that once the uh, American people, and as you pointed out, it always seems like they throw this on Americans because they're sympathetic or they feel a certain way. You go, tr- go try that uh, that speech over in Japan or Taiwan or the Philippines or uh, the Hawaiian Islands. They'll or beat anybody you to else. death
2: with a cane pole.
1: Yeah, guess what, you uh, <clears throat> Pacific Islanders, you are not allowed to keep any fish anymore because. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to be emptied of the oceans by 2048. They would literally turn back into headhunters. I think that they really would. And then, and it's the same thing with 3D printed chicken. You can you can talk that crap over here in the United States because they'll, there's a certain segment of the population that'll eat it up. Like, yeah, that's exactly right. What we should do, we should. Do. You take that over to the EU, and they're going to be like, "Oh, you know, we don't even allow genetically modified food over here." So, well,
0: I mean, the the thing is, and I've said it before, every American should be allowed to punch three people in the throat <laughs> once a year. You should, without any explanation. I don't think you should kill. Just throat punch them. Wait, so you with, got a with, little wait, card with each hand. Yeah, oh. and you got to have a card that they punch, <laughs> so so that they know. Okay, he throat punched that guy, so he's going to get two left for the year.
1: I brought that up when I said on I-4 you should be allowed uh, so many pick maneuvers or uh, bump drafts uh, per month. And uh, a lot of people thought it was a great idea. Of course, a lot of people said I would run out of my allotment in about three days. Well, I'd run
0: out of the throat punch (laughs) in an afternoon.
2: (laughs) I'm stuck in that traffic every day coming back from our handle. So
1: so my takeaway from all this is that... When and if Tampa Bay opens up, I would say go out and fish as much as you can and freeze as much as you can because by twenty forty eight, uh, you know we're all going to be eating freezer well, burnt
0: fish. If if you watch the Game Warden show in Texas, that uh, Texas whatever it is about their Game Warden's, yeah, they go out there every day, man. You got guys that are shrimping two hours early, got too many shrimp, too many oysters. That's the problem is you got people always are going to be criminals and they're oh. not cheaters, they're criminals.
3: And they're doing it right now. I can tell you um the comment was made to me that they go out to the beach they catch a couple snook they take one of those uh chairs out there that you put in the little bag they take the bag out there they put two snook in there and they walk off the beach with two snook and I've they, seen or they it cook many, them many right times. there
2: they cook them right there braden well. said that before they'll they'll uh,
0: barbecue them right there we need enforcement is what we need cuz well. texas is the one state when you watch that show compared to the guys up in in Maine and those shows and the California, forget we, it. Now, you've killed 11 deer, and we're going to charge you $50 for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're in big trouble, buddy. And we're going to take the antlers, too, to teach you a lesson.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ed, yeah. you, you got to nail a man like we, Texas
3: does. We, we turn around, and uh, we've been having to keep our wildlife officers on gas budgets. Don't go anywhere because you might spend money. You know, and still no tag system.
1: Well, I, well, they're working on that. But on the uh, note, before we get out of here, since you brought up Texas and we brought up fishing, let's say congratulations to Troy McAllister. Uh, I'm sorry, man, uh, Lancaster, who went out and caught the world record bluefin tuna off the coast of uh, Texas. Went Saw out that. there and caught himself an 876-pound tuna. So uh, he's uh, gonna go out there and feed probably a uh, lots of people. I'd and sell
0: that bad boy. It'd be on the way to Japan right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's about a two
1: hundred and fifty thousand dollar fish. I think wow. a quarter of a million dollar fish. Wow. So sure, uh, the previous record, of course, out there was eight hundred and eight pounds uh, caught off of uh, Port Arthur or Anza out in Texas. So this is the new Texas record out there of 876 pounds. That's a lot of tuna, my friend. where was
2: the record where the guy caught that bluegill? Oh, my gosh. What's that? 6.3 pounds. uh, 6.3 pounds.
1: Oh, yeah, that was the one where I said that would be a panfish challenge winner for sure. Yeah, that's
2: on the Facebook page. Go check it out if you're listening.
1: It's on our Big and Wild page if you go and you take a look at it. What state was it? It looks like a ginormous... uh, it looks, it like looks a giant fake.
2: tilapia or something. I mean, it's it looks like a replica, but it it's it's huge. <laughs> I'm trying it looks to like s- a
1: triple tail. It looks like a triple tail. It does. I'm trying what? to <clears throat> trying to get to the story here before we get out of here. Well, it's uh, like Havasu, Havasu, Arizona. Like Havasu, Arizona. Like Havasu, Arizona. Oh wow. Like Havasu, Arizona. Wow. What it was actually six point three zero pounds, seventeen inches long, twenty inch girt.
2: <sighs> wow.
1: That is a big fish. That is a big. Oh. Big giant bluegill. Wow, uh, caught it with a night crawler.
3: What were you saying, Bill? Go ahead. Well, Bill. I was just say I, w- <laughs> I want to turn around and remind people that up at uh, this week's commission meeting coming up, they go to myfwc.com. dot com. There's online commission meeting. Read the agenda. There's things that you can have input on. You interested in being able to harvest a goliath grouper? There's a time where you can talk about that. You want to be able to keep trout, redfish, and snook? There's a time to talk about that. You want to turn around and talk about sharks taking and, and attacking everything when you're trying to get it up off the bottom of the reef? Time to talk about that. All you got to do is call in. It's it's You don't even have to go to it. Myfwc.com, right there at the front when it pops up, online commission meeting, go on there. Other than that? I do have to say that I had a wonderful time up in Pennsylvania. I appreciate everybody helping out while I was up there playing. I did get my two turkeys. And then on the third day, I took my brother. And this this is probably my most memorable hunt in a while. A turkey that had been gobbling for days on end, took him in there. Of course, the bird was silent that morning. And I decided I'd call a little bit. Next thing you know, the bird pitched down 30 yards from my brother. Stood there, just looking for that hand. And my brother had not loaded his gun yet. He turned (laughs) around. He (sighs) he had to start looking for a shell in his pocket. Then he tried loading that semi-auto when the semi-auto closed. And he looked up to try and see where the turkey was to shoot him. Of course, the turkey wasn't there anymore. He's
1: long gone by now. (laughs)
3: So, and and you know I'm a diehard hunter. My my brother just goes and has a lot of fun, enjoys hunting, and it was just it was just like really, we're we're here waiting for the turkey, and we don't have a loaded gun. M-
2: moral of the story: Load your gun before you do that. Yeah, yeah that probably a, could well, be a good get idea. Get involved. Get involved with the FWC if you want to make changes. And
3: and, and I turn around alligator people come on my boat to go alligator hunting the first thing i do is make sure somebody actually sees the tags cuz i had somebody leave the tags on the dock before um so now whenever i go with my brother it's like uh, it's going to be do you have bullets in that there gun yeah really
1: make sure you <laughs> got uh, make sure you got around there before we sit down on the ground and make sure you uh do that kind of thing uh maybe next week we'll get to the Oregon hunter a uh, hiker, I'm sorry, who uh, apparently had got uh, one of your Bigfoots on uh, on film. Oh, finally. Really? Really? Finally. Yeah. Finally, we got somebody who's got one on film, and maybe we'll get to see the uh, the uh, alien furry creature who gets to run around out in the woods that everybody sees, but yet what? nobody gets to see.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, well the, all we, we've <laughs> all seen things that we're not too sure what is or
1: what not In the swooly swamp. Yeah. Like a grown man die from frat. You can see some yep. weird
2: stuff every now and then.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, this one uh, is supposedly out in the Pacific Northwest where everybody seems to see him, but yet nobody seems to see him. Do you know what I mean? All right, we're going to see you next weekend. Everybody have a great, wonderful day. It's going to be a fabulous weekend. It's going to be a little hotter tomorrow, but today, get out go out play in it because it's going to be awesome.
3: We Lay hope you up. guys
1: have a great, fabulous
3: weekend. Be safe out there. We'll see you next Saturday. Big them all outdoors.